Hello? Spears! Hey, Katie and I just finished unpacking. Do you by any chance have my black thong? I, I don't think so. I did find a black hand towel, though. I used it at the gym this morning to towel off my sweat. Um, Well, hey, while we're at it, did you manage to find the book that I was reading on board, How to Pick Up Trashy Women? You know what? I did what it was doing in my toiletry kit. I have no idea, but uh, Mm. I gave it to my son, Cameron, along with that thumb drive of Jamaican love songs from the 80s that you picked up from the lady who braided your hair. And I have to say, the reggae rendition of In Your Eyes is creepy. Well, to each his own. Tell him to keep it with my regards. Anyway, I just want to say I had an amazing time on the cruise with our 80s family. And you gave a great toast at dinner that final night. Spiracy, that was no toast. That was just a dinner roll. Ah, yes. I'm going to miss that sensitive humor for the next year. Aloha, Mr. Spiracy. Aloha, Bradley. Travel back in time to the 80s. Reliving the advice. Carpe diem. Seize the day. The comebacks. Why don't you take a picture? It'll last longer. Uh-huh. And the technology. Are you telling me you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s?
Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears. And Brad in LA. And today we're taking care of business with our wrap-up of the 80s cruise. Taking care of business! Don't worry, sir. We'll get to that No talking! No new crap! Taking care of business! Now! Hey, it's like the day after... I swear to God, it's the day after the 80s cruise. And uh, we, we love you guys so much, we decided to sit down and try to wrap up the strange excellence and surreal quality that is the annual 80s cruise. Uh, yeah, I've been home for not quite 24 hours yet, and it's still kind of kind of shaking it out. Yeah, it's, I'm, a, I'm exactly almost at the 24-hour mark myself. So last week was the second annual voyage of the 80s cruise. It was, um, for those of you who've missed our podcast for the last two years, here's what, here's what the 80s cruise is about. <laughs> Hi, new listeners. <laughs> Let us catch you up. So, so for the last two years now, they've been having this thing called the 80s cruise. And um, it is a seven-day cruise through the Caribbean. Last year, it was the Eastern Caribbean. This year, it was the Western Caribbean. Um, and they stack it with about 10 different bands from the 80s. You know, a few really big headliners, you know, a few acts that are, you know, had a, had a three or four hits. And then maybe a couple artists who had a one or two hits. But the whole yeah. point of it is... Uh, on this cruise, they all get to do a full set. So you find a band like uh, Men Without Hats, who you're like, oh, I know two songs. But then when you go and see them in concert, you're like, holy shit. These guys like are- – you know, Where have these guys been? <laughs> I know. I mean, they were one of the bands that really blew us out of the water this trip because we were like – we loved every song they performed. There really is nothing like low expectations to help a band like that out. But yeah, yeah they were really good. They were really good. So – it was seven days. Brad and I did five days of uh, hosting the trivia competition. Yeah. I would give ourselves a B. Yeah, I think we got stronger as the week went on just with the some of the – well, I mean, we can talk about how people felt about the questions. I was getting people walking <laughs> up to me saying, it's too darn hard and don't worry about it. They're fine and, you know, kind of all across the spectrum. But I think that – Steve, you kind of figured out a way to make it fun for everybody. Towards the end, we were doing giveaways after the, after all the scoring was done, and you know, it makes it fun for people. Yeah. So, so the trivia thing that we've been doing is we we get up there five days a week. This time they're mainly in the mornings, which that you know that was an interesting scheduling change. Yeah. And we ask fifteen questions, and and some of them are based on um, kind of the day's theme. Yeah, some of them are like, hey, we're going to play 30 seconds of a song. You have to name it. Or we're going to show you a clip from a movie, and here's a question about it. Um, and then we have some giveaways. Like We were giving away a lot of uh, T-shirts that were graciously donated to us by uh, founditemclothing.com this year. Amazing website, by the way. If you go there, you can find T-shirts that are actually worn by the characters in you know, our favorite movies. Yeah. When they say a movie T-shirt, it's not a T-shirt with like the – you know the movie title on it. It's the stuff that they wore in the movies, like "I Heart Toxic Waste" from Real Genius, and or uh, stuff high, like on, that. "High on Stress" that Booger wears in Revenge of the Nerds. So mm, uh, yeah. fantastic stuff, or like the uh, the green glowing skeleton from Spinal Tap. Um, yeah, stuff like that. So it's a really good size, especially for costume contests, and we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. Um, so we did that. We gave away a lot of shirts. We gave away a lot of pop rocks. Gave away uh, guitar picks. We have a bunch of branded guitar picks. The day after the Cheap Trick set, I was channeling my best Rick Nelson and flinging them into the crowd. Yeah. So if if you want to, you can go back and t- you go back and listen to. I think we recorded three podcasts while we we're on the ship. Yeah, we did. Right, they're about ten or fifteen sh- minutes apiece. Right. It just kind of sums up whatever we did that day and stuff. But we, we kind of want to give you an overall impression of uh, 
what it was like. What um, I mean, how do you compare the 2016 with the 2017 trip? Uh, that's, you know, okay. So we're on a new boat this year, so you kind of have to learn the lay of the land again, but I like, well, I like the boat better. I think our staterooms were a little smaller, but honestly, we were in there to change clothes as fast as we possibly could, you know, and go out to another thing, whether it was, you know, meeting people for dinner or going to a show or going to host trivia. Um, so, uh, you know, it's a busy vacation. So I think... Katie and I had a better time this year because we knew that going in. So we didn't book a lot of stuff except the things we kind of had to do. I shouldn't say had to do, but like the trivia and things like that. I mean, we have, obviously we have some responsibilities there, but last year we took a couple of early morning excursions and it just kills you for the night stuff. Cause we were up yeah. until two o'clock most mornings. I and mean, that was like your normal bedtime was about 2 a.m. Oh so, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I'd like to think you hit it hard. Yeah, I, I'd like to think that I quit early some nights, and I still don't think I went to bed before two. I don't. I yeah. know I never went to bed before one, even on the final yeah. night. Um, so I thought that the boat was like the public spaces and the uh, the theater. I thought were better. Yeah, um, yeah. A lot more space up on deck. Uh, so that that stuff was good. I thought. What did you think? I mean, you've cruised a lot more than I have. I've been on like twenty cruises now. It's um, this is my first celebrity cruise. And the nice thing about the 80s cruise is, you know, you go on some of these uh, charter cruises and they use uh, some some cruise lines that you, you never heard of. Well, I mean, Celebrity is... <laughs> is Uncle Bill's Boat of Fun. Yes. Celebrity is, is you know, top-notch cruise line. Um, I'd always heard that their their food and wine service was, was top-notch. And I, I got to agree, it was. I mean, the dinners that we had on board were, to me, one of my favorite parts. Yeah, well, the the food was good, but it was also fun to all sit together and hang yeah. out and kind of catch up on what people did that day. We we make jokes. Well, we don't make jokes. We're serious when we say we have like an '80s family uh, on the trip, and we had a table of ten that we that we sat with every night. And it, you yeah. know, we had um, you know, it was, it was me, you, your wife Katie. It was um, our friends uh, Steve Ramos and Deja from from last year. It was uh, yeah. just Drew, our, our often uh, frequent co-host, was there with his wife Amy, and they his were delightful. long-suffering wife Amy. Yeah, she was. And from what I understand, she was somewhat reluctant to go on, the, on a on a theme cruise for the eighties. But my God, nobody embraced it more than she did. I mean, yeah. she she yeah. seemed to really get into it and and really enjoy herself. You know, I mean, Beth and Turkey and her and her Soviet friend Hannah were there. It was just like yeah, that was fun. It was just a really, really fun trip. And yeah. being able to have the same table every night with our 80s family, and we would go over everything we did that day and what we're going to do that night. And uh, uh, we, we met a new friend, Matt, um, from North Carolina, who, who joined us yeah. most of the time. And I sat with him at most of the concerts, and we had a great time. And he made up those T-shirts for us that were like a showstopper. Everywhere I went, the day I was wearing it, people were like, "Where did you get that? Can I buy that on the boat?" I'm wearing it right now. It, it's I swear to God, I'm not just this isn't podcast uh, fluffery. I am actually wearing it right now. The um, stand by for promotional plug. It's got this gigantic. It has our logo on it, and then on the back, it has like the rundown of who was on the ship and where we went and stuff like that. Fantastic, yeah, it's really nicely and, done. Yeah. The worst part of it is when it ends because you're like, ah, I mean, how do you like, thank God it ended on a Saturday this year and we have a, you and I at least have tomorrow off. Yeah. I mean, last year it was fly home and go to work the next day and that was, that was rough. There's no way I could have gone to work today. 
Yeah. I mean, I think Terry Nunn said this in one of her sets that it was like being at 80s summer camp, and I think that's a really good that's a really yeah. good analogy because it was. I mean, you're you're kind of see, you're soaking in it for a week, and yeah. you make new friends, and you hang out with a bunch of people. That I mean, look, you want to know how you know you're with your people when you wear an energy dome, a Devo energy dome, all night long, and not one single person calls it a flower pot. That is winning, <laughs> my friend. That is winning. I know that so, was like I, your you know, favorite part. It just was. You're with the people. They get it. You know, yeah. they understand and that you wear a shirt that has, you know, the Tron guy looking at his motorcycle with the window broken and people don't like, oh, did someone break into your motorcycle? Everybody gets it. No, they don't only get it. They stop you and ask to have their photo taken with you. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. that's to me what the, one of the one of the more satisfying moments for me was, you know, when we were on deck and we were walking around. And people would stop, you know, me or stop you and say, hey, you know, really enjoy the trivia, you know, and thanks for doing the podcast and thanks for doing this. I just wanted to, to say we're really having fun and, um, yeah. you know, just to say thank you. That was really, you know, I, I mean, I got kind of misty eyed thinking about it. It's touching. Yeah, I, I was yeah. Like, and it's like, oh, people are paying attention to this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to me, like, if there's one enduring memory, uh, and I know you have yours. We, we everybody on that boat has an enduring memory, and and I would love for those of them who are listening, you know, email us in and t- tell us what was your enduring memory of this trip. Record uh, it on the voice memo thing on your phone and send us the file. I mean, yeah, yeah, whatever it takes. We, we mentioned Terry Nunn, and if you've been following us on Facebook, we've been gushing and gushing about Terry Nunn, who's the lead singer of Berlin. But she was really the breakout star of this trip. Yeah. Um, not only was she everywhere, you know, and interacting with everyone, you know, wherever yeah. she was. Just completely two- accessible. Yeah. Yeah. But she's incredibly gorgeous and incredibly friendly. And the two, she did, two, her band did two late night performances. And she blew us out of the water both times. Yeah. And um, yeah. to me, the, the memory I carry with me is she hops at one point or in the show, she hops on her husband's shoulders. And he carries her through the crowd while she sings, you know, Take My Breath Away. Yeah. On a moving and boat, by the way. On a moving boat, yeah. Slow clap to you, Mr. Terry Nunn. <laughs> Take my breath away. Take my breath away. Oh, my God. Just, it just to me, I will never... If, if I could have a poster made up of that, I would. And I'd put it on my yeah. wall, you know, giving you full credit, of course, Mr. Spagoli. What, what was your one enduring memory? Well, this is uh, – I think I talked about most of the interactions I had with people in the, during the course of the week. But I think it was – Katie and I kind of before the trip said, I don't think we're even going to get off the boat most places. We're just going to hang out and enjoy the quiet on the boat when people aren't there and sit in lounge chairs. But – I I should know both of us better than that. We're not good at relaxing that way, you know? So <laughs> about halfway through the morning, we're like, yeah, you want to get off the boat and look around? Yeah, okay. So I think it was, we were in Grand Cayman and we decided, well, let's just go, we'll go get a cab. We'll tell the cab driver, you know, we just want to go to a beach someplace where we can sit in a lounger in the shade and have beers. And he's like, okay, here we go. Drives us to this, you know, public beach and we get off and there's, you know, sure enough, there's a bar there. I get a bucket of beers and we find some open chairs in the shade. Oh my God, it's a miracle. So we kind of slip into these loungers and sit down. Well, there's a woman lying on the beach, maybe 15 feet in front of us. We hadn't been there two minutes and who should walk up carrying a coconut for this nice lady for a beverage for her to drink? Tom Bailey. Thompson twins. Yeah. 
Just uh, he just like wearing his little pork pie hat and his sunglasses. And so you know they they were there for a little bit. I didn't. Uh, to, I, you know, to my credit, maybe I don't know. I didn't pounce on him immediately. <laughs> Tom but at one point, at one point, he looked back and I said, "You know, I'm I'm not following you per se, but I do seem to keep bumping into you." And I apologized for the, uh, you know, shame you couldn't remember Charlotte Raven's name remark. And he was cool about it. He's like, "Oh, don't worry about that." And then we started chatting, and um, the Hansensworths, Tor and his wife. And one of their friends, and we just, we talked to him and his wife for like twenty twenty five minutes. Just the nicest people, yeah. Just the nicest people, and just, again, just very gracious. And you know, they they just kind of hung out with us and talked. And they talked about, oh yeah, you know, my, my wife is from Bali. Oh, and the Hansons had just been to Bali, so they talked a little bit about that. And anyway, it was just a, a cool conversation. It was a nice little moment, and for once, I got a little. Uh, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to step way outside my comfort zone and do something I never do. It's like, can I get a picture with you, Mr. Bailey? <laughs> Which I've posted on Facebook. Yeah, I saw it. But that was a cool, you know, that that was my Wang Chung elevator moment, I'll call it. Yeah, yeah. Here's the one thing I will say about last year versus this year. I had a whole lot more interaction with the musicians on board this time around than I did last yeah. time. Yeah. And, and I think it's just because... You know, we it was our second trip, and so we were we 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 didn't have that stunned deer in the headlights feel <laughs> when we saw. Well, somebody. and we weren't worrying so much about the stuff we had to do because we knew how that was going to go. I have to say, the right. crews, uh, the ECP people were so helpful with the oh AV stuff, and you know, if we had any little problem, they just they were on it and taking care of it, which made our job so much easier and so much. There was so much less worrying about getting things done. Yeah, there. I feel like we should send Kevin from ECP like a. A swag bag full of stuff. A fruit basket did for us. I mean, yeah, seriously. I mean, I think the last time we needed his help, we called him, and he was there in thirty seconds. I'm like, how did you get here that fast? Well, their production office is actually right next door to the theater that we were in. But, but, but still, You're ruining he the magic. <laughs> he would have been there. He would have been there as soon as he could have been. The other moment that, to me, like, is one of my favorite moments of this trip. Last year, it was called. Um, I don't know if it had a name. It was the movie costume night. Yeah, and, and they yeah. encourage everyone to come dressed as their favorite movie star or movie, you know, movie star from the '80s or movie character from the '80s. Right. They rebranded it this year and they called it like the Pop Icon Night, which so, is great because it just opens it up, right? I right. Mean, it could, be, it could a, be a movie, you know, movie character it could be a pop icon, but it's could be a broadens TV, out the topic. TV, yeah. it could be music, it could be a commercial, it could be a music. Vi- I mean, it was. I, I think we, we we definitely got a whole lot better at our costumes this year, right? Yeah. I mean, a whole lot better. I mean, if there was ever like oh, yeah. an area that we made like 100% room of, uh, you know, improvement on, it was this night. Yeah. Um, I have to say, if you haven't seen the pictures, Spearsy <laughs> as, as the security guard at Wally World was just spot on. It was so well executed. Do you know? I, and, and I was so. I was, it really meant a lot to me that people stopped me and wanted to take my wanted to get their photo taken with me on that night. Yeah. I mean, it, ha- it probably happened fifty times. That's where, awesome. Where people would say, "I gotta have my photo taken with you," and and you know, of course. So I, I did that over and over again, and I really Boots every front should have told you. Yeah, no I, photos. I, I'd be like, "The agent <laughs> cruise is almost over, folks. The moose outside should have told you." But then, <laughs> but even then, I was overshadowed, and I'm. Proud to be overshadowed in this case by by oh, Mr. Brad that. by Mr. Brad Williamson and, and his wife and the Ramoses or as we used to call them the Rojas family Team Rojas Team Rojas they dressed they told me like a month or two ago that they were going to dress as uh, MTV VJs 
and maybe I said it at the time, or maybe I was just thinking it and I didn't tell you, but I thought that was a really bad decision. And I was like, there's no way you're going to pull that off. I, I was worried myself, but everybody else had a lot of enthusiasm for it, and I went with it. And and th- right. thus, Brad's first theory of, of costumes, a stupid wig will sell it. Yes. Y- you just need a dumb-looking wig, and that like ties the whole thing together. You guys were perfect. Your Alan Hunter outfit with that stupid wig worked <laughs> perfect. Stripey the, shirt, suspenders, yeah. and a the dumb moment brown I saw you, wig. The, the first time I saw you, I'm like, oh, my God. He nailed it. <laughs> he nailed it. I just remember sitting there in awe going, this is this is amazing. And uh, Steve Ramos was Mark Goodman. He had a big yeah. he had an afro wig. He had the Jufro going. <laughs> um, yeah. Your wife was was uh, Martha Quinn. Yeah, which was disconcerting to see her as a brunette. I couldn't find her in the crowd because I like kept looking for the redheaded, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, it where'd she go? Perfect. It was so. I mean, the details that you guys went to was just amazing. And then uh, Deja Ramos, uh, you know, Steve's wife, w- channeled Nina Blackwood in a That's way Nina that's never oh been seen before. Oh my god! Spot on. And then you guys, you guys found like these fake MTV. Um, yeah, the Ramos has found these microphones that were pre-branded MTV, and then they made us up, like, press pass, backstage passes that said MTV on them. And so we were wearing those, like, in case you weren't sure, like, the props <laughs> kind of bring it in. Yes. And it the was- funny thing was, all night long, we were talking into the microphones. Anytime one of us would talk, I would pick up the mic. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> so so at some point, we're getting ready to watch the show that night. I forget who was that night. Was it... Um- that was the second Berlin set. Oh yeah, okay. So, so we're all sitting there in the middle of the, the the venue, you know, waiting for Terry Nunn to blow us away again. And Beth and Turkey finds Mark Goodman and drags him down to meet you guys and pose for all these photos. And he was such yeah. such he a was sport. such a good sport. Yeah, and yeah. a nice guy about it. He, just, he, he saw he saw Steve with the with the uh, wig. I was just like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> And then he's like, I never wore a members only jacket. And he's like, I have pictures. He's like, okay, maybe I had one. <laughs> it was it was so much fun. There, there were some other amazing costumes there. Like like neither you, uh, you guys and, and I, n- none of us were picked as finalists for the costume contest, yeah. which I, I didn't expect to be. It was not my goal to be picked. Um, I thought you guys would have got in. But yeah, you know. People brought their room. game. I mean, yeah. We actually were on the plane with the couple that was dressed as the – uh, two animated characters from the Money for Nothing video. I mean, they oh, crushed it. Yes, it was it was perfect. They should have won, and they were not too bitter about losing. But they were still. I was, uh, you know, I'm like, look, you got jobbed. I don't know what happened there, but you should have won that. There was a couple of people dressed as Max Headroom, and both of them were really good. Yeah, one guy was yeah. wearing a full television set on his head. Yeah, he had like he had like the case of an old tube TV that somehow he got on the boat. I don't. Look up to you, Max Headroom man. I think you are the part- true spirit of the eighties. I would bet anything that it, that he had to assemble that on board. That he brought it in pieces. It could be. We had like the Bartles and James. That was really couple. smart. That was really well done. Yeah. Oh, the girls who came dressed as uh, the Go Go's in the vacation video. Oh, that was so well done. Yeah, that was great. Oh they were gosh. they were great. Yeah, a lot of fun. I'm so had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, so that, that so that was to me one of the. It was a highlight last year. It was a highlight this year. Um, what other things did we do that we talked about? You and I, like, I think we already talked about this. You and I, like, hung out with the Information Society and did Star Trek trivia during right. our meet and greet. 
And then later that day, after we recorded the podcast, I went and hung, I went to the actual Star Trek trivia session with Information Society. Right. They hosted a session. Yeah. And I, I got three out of four questions right. So I was pretty happy with my performance on that. I think we, we my team won a vinyl record or something like that. Revenge. Uh, <laughs> so and then the last concert of the or the last main stage concert was Colin Hay. And I got on the boat kind of expecting him to do his acoustic set. And I was like, oh, yeah, boy, I don't know. That may be a little too like we may need a little more energy to get us through the last night unless they just want us to all start crying that vacation's over early. But he came out with a band and did a lot of his solo stuff, honestly. Uh, to be honest, I would have liked a little more Men at Work stuff, but he sounded great. And, you know, he's very engaging. He's a funny guy. Um, the band was good. And it was a good set. It was a kind of a nice um, ending to the, the concert lineup. Just It kind of gave you a minute to sit and think about, okay, okay what all have I seen? And, like, what have I done this week? And, and then he, you know, brings it yeah. in with overkill, and it's a mistake, and it's like, oh, I'm, I'm with the tribe, you know, these are my people. Day after day, we night after night, my heartbeat shows the He played most of the hits from from Minute Work, which which is nice because if you see him solo, where it's just guitar only, he does not play as many Minute Work hits. So that doesn't surprise me. That's kind of what I was expecting. We, so I guess we, I should be ha- happy we got what we got. We got a lot. I mean, the only thing we didn't get was like uh, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Jive or whatever that's called. That's the did only he song. Be good Johnny. He did do be good Johnny, didn't he? He did. He yes, did. He be good did. Johnny. He did that. He did. It's a mistake. He did overkill. He did. You know who could it be now? He did. He did a couple more too. That you know the titles escape okay. me at the moment. In I'm my just being churlish. Then I retract he, my statements. Well, but but the thing is, like, if you go and you see him perform solo, he performs some of his. So he's got some amazing solo hits. Like um, oh yeah, beautiful world. Um, and I'll, I'll never get over you or something like that, which is mm-hmm. really like, a horrifically sad song. Which is why I love it so much. But he's got some amazing solo material. So it's if all he does is perform solo stuff, I'm okay with that. But it was yeah. it was a nice bonus to hear the minute work stuff perform yeah, the way that crowd wanted the minute work. Yeah, of course they did. And the other thing that I can't get out of my mind now is he looks like the old man who lives across the street from the kid <laughs> in uh, Home Alone. Oh my with god! With the big beard. Yeah, <laughs> that's weird. That's that, that that's a that's a weird thing to to pull out of your butt right there. But but he, you're he, right. <laughs> we finished the trip. We got we we got out of there. I mean, we I had to drive home. It was about a four hour drive. You flew home. I think we got home about the same time. Yeah, first I had to we had to take a cab up to the hotel we were in on Friday before we left because I left my Kindle there. Yeah, it's always bad. Forty dollars stupidity charge. <laughs> but I, I got you, it. I, did I tell you when I I don't think I told you this when I was getting off the boat. You have to use your your sail and sign card is what you're like your little right. room key slash credit card slash ID, and when you get off mm-hmm. the boat, everybody has to like they scan your card they one scan last it. time, right? And everybody in front of me is like Bing Bing Bing, and with me it's like Arr! and I'm like oh god what? 
And they go, oh, sir, you have an item in security. You have never left the boat. <laughs> you, uh, you have an item in security. I'm like, oh, my God. That stupid electric fan that they confiscated from me on day one. They wouldn't let one. you bring they, on. Yeah. Right. They wouldn't let me bring on my electric fan. And um, anyone who knows me even halfway decently knows that I like to have fans. You know, I like to have air circulation. That's why you started the podcast because you wanted to be surrounded by fans. fans. Exactly. Do you want it back? I'm like, no. You guys. I'm like, the only place I had for it was in my checked luggage, which is gone now. So you you can keep your stupid fan. Yeah, I had the same exact experience with my power strip. It's like I'm like, uh oh, what did I do? I'm like, oh sir, you have a confiscated item. If you want, I'm like, no, I gotta go. You could keep the five bucks. <laughs> oh jeez. So yeah. Well, if there's no more drama about the uh, travel home, are you ready for the travel to the future? Let's do it. Okay, it's time for The The Seggies. Ah, the mystical refrain that is reader mailbag. The last time we had a full and proper show was before we left, and it was our Valentine's Day-themed show, and we talked about favorite couples... Favorite yep. couples of the eighties. Um, so um, we got we asked people to give us a little bit of feedback, and they complied. So our yeah. first question, our first letter is from Christian in Minnesota. Brad, let me take it from there. Christian writes, "Good pod this week. I thought your selections for fictional couples was really good, though I have to confess that I've still never seen Footloose." Okay, Christian, get on it. Come on. Okay. He continues. I thought the inclusion of the Keatons from Family Ties was inspired. It wasn't until they were mentioned that I even thought of them. My fictional couple of the 80s would have been David and Maddie from Moonlighting. I know the whole love-hate thing was kind of overplayed in the 80s. Thanks, Sam and Diane. But the unconventional nature of the show itself makes those two stand apart from all the others. The Taming of the Shrew episode was genius in that regard. Also, within keeping of the theme, I think a strong argument could have been made in support of including Crockett and Tubbs. <laughs> That's probably a whole pod in and of itself. I always wondered if Calderon was some sort of safety word between the two of them. <laughs> Sincerely, Christian in Duluth, Minnesota. Uh, we also had a short note from a uh, longtime listener, uh, Julie Houch from uh, North Carolina. I'll take this one because... You, what, you can read? I can read. I read good. Uh, Julia writes, Hey guys, I know you all are on the boat. So jealous. Please tell me if Howard Jones still has it. He does very much. So confirmed. (laughs) Anyway, my husband would like to call foul on your choices. He feels the ultimate couple that falls into both categories is Michael J. Fox and Tracy Pollan, AKA Alex and Ellen. We rooted for them on Family Ties, and they're still married to this day. Pretty amazing. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Uh, have a I great don't like time. being proved wrong. Stop <laughs> writing us. <laughs> it's, it's a, she's got a really good point, though. That is like – Yeah, oh, yeah. Our, that is a really, that's that's, a really strong choice. That's our thesis, man. Uh, Julie continues, have a great time, and y'all be safe. I know that Rick Springfield – insert preteen shriek here. Okay, here we go. It's going to be <laughs> – it's gonna be. It's gonna be there next year. I'm gonna have to start working on my husband now. Uh, best eighties wishes, Julian NC. Excellent. Yeah, we missed a bet there. That's a, a good catch. She's right. Rick Springfield is the host of the uh, 2018 version of the eighties cruise. He's gonna be the main host, but the MTV VGs will still be there. 
He'll also be performing. I think he's going to be doing like acoustic storyteller sets, but he'll also be doing some full band sets. Nice. So I'll be interested to see how that works out. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they use him as the as the big name out front. Yeah, right, right. Some of the other bands that are already confirmed, the lineup is not by all means final yet. But um, some of the other bands confirmed are Loverboy, which will be fantastic. Yeah. Um, Thomas Dolby, who I can't wait to see again. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I know I keep talking about that, but that one yeah. I'm excited about. Uh, Mike and the Mechanics, who rarely tour, so that's like a rare opportunity. Yep. Uh, Tommy Two-Tone, Katrina from from Katrina and the Waves, uh, The Tubes, and um, Berlin has already been confirmed. They confirmed it that's on the boat. Yeah. yeah, so people, you know, people who were there last year are super psyched about that. Within the coming weeks, we'll probably have a, a promo code to give everybody with the pricing. You know, so you can book through Stuck in the 80s and all that kind of stuff. We don't have it yet because obviously, you know, it's been 24 hours. But so stay tuned and we'll get that to you. Watch the space. (laughs) Watch the space. In the meantime, we soldier on. What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for... (laughs) (laughs) Time for mystery liquor moment. Steve will drink from his cup and then mispronounce the next 10 sentences. Did you just really do that? Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for a mystery movie moment. We'll play a snippet of a movie from the 80s. If you get it right, you are entered into the drawing for um, either a bottle opener or I think I have about 10 or 12 leftover beer koozies with our logo on it from the trip. Oh, nice. And I have some bracelets. Bracelets are bracelets left. So if you were to win, tell us what you prefer. I will only say that a bottle opener or um, bracelet will probably get to you faster because it comes from Brad. <laughs> Although I'm way behind. I have Now that the cruise is done, I have no more excuses. Okay. That's good. I'm going to catch up. Pay attention. Here's the clip from our Valentine's Day show. No meant no. So no wasn't a figure of speech. No. <laughs> You're pretty impressed with me. Ah, that's no way out. I think we even kind of gave a clue to that in the, in the, during that show, didn't we? Did we? I don't know. Purely unintentional. I love that movie. <laughs> I, I do, do love that movie. That's one uh, of the few movies that I remember walking out of the theater just like, what just happened? So <laughs> smart. Yeah. Like, I did not see the end coming. Oh, man. Everybody in that is so good. Uh, read some of the winners. Winners this week include Canuck and Callie, DJ and Clinton, Sean Fitzgerald, Jane Lulus. Kevin in South Carolina, Lou Sweet Lou Grilly, Tim from Toadsuck, Richard in Edelong Beach, Australia, Donald Bonomo, and Sean Fitzgerald. Pay attention. Here's our clip for this week. <laughs> Eating singer. If you know it, email us at podcast at sit80s.com and tune in next week to find out if you're a wiener. Ah, the mystical refrain that is named that 80s tune. Time for the signature event here on Stuck in the 80s. Uh, We play a piece of a song from the 80s. If you can get it right, again, you're entered into a drawing for some sort of uh, related swag. Some sort of promotional item and also eternal glory. Yeah, I was just going to say that. I, I'm feeling really nasally right now. I think I might be coming down with the post-cruise cold. Oh, yeah. You know what? I That's something I didn't think about until just now. 
I don't remember hearing about people getting sick on the boat this year. Like there no. were a lot of people who were sick last year. My Katie included. I mean, Katie had a fever the last couple of days and was sick for like two weeks afterwards. Yeah. Well, you have to be careful because I mean we're not spring chickens anymore. You can't you can't party till four a.m. every day anymore. And not take age. care of other business. Yeah. yeah. I mean, seriously, when we got into the cabin, we got out the Clorox wipes and wiped everything down. Yeah, you got to be careful. <laughs> like, um, just the Howard Hughes moment here, where we like wipe everything, wipe all the surfaces. Well, I, anyway. I took like a, I took like emergency that like immunity defense mechanism, you know, like that yeah. put in water and stuff like that. I took that for like the two weeks leading up to the cruise. I wanted to boost my immunity system. Um, but you know, I don't know if it's like allergies because I'm back on the mainland or, or what, but I'm yeah. definitely feeling a little nasally. So I apologize in advance. Uh, pay attention. Here's this week. Here was last week's mystery tune. That's moments in love by art of noise. Should say in advance, Brad picked this song because uh, I would not true. have. That's, that's not no, true. that's you're Jim, right. You're Jim right. One end foisted this on us, but oh, I do actually right. have. The, I, I have it. I have this CD. So of course you do. Uh, Jen with one end did not make this year's cruise. She was on last year's, but I think she was hoping to make next year. So time shall tell. You better be ready, uh, 80s Nation, because she's really. Really good at trivia, so she will like you know. tornado that boat like no boat's ever been tornadoed. Right. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I, I don't either. And as we spin out of control here on Sunday after the cruise, uh, go ahead and read some winners. The winners this week include Lucha Gringo, Gabriel Diggle, Oliver the Bard, Bardenhire in Germany, Christian in Duluth, Brian St. John, Billy in Paducah, Coop in L.A., Ed in El Paso, Douglas the General Arthur, and Billy Hobbs. Uh, go ahead and spin the wheel of magic and see who gets the uh, swag. Somebody give me a tissue. Uh, it's going to land on... Ah, Coop in L.A. You are this week's winner. Nice. If you're so, close to where I work, I'll just drop it off. <laughs> right, here you go. Here you go. <laughs> sure. that, that would Hi, be I'm faster. I'm in L.A. Yeah, you are, you big doofus. Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. If you know it, email us at podcast at sit80s.com and tune in next week to find out if you are a cold sufferer. We'll be right back after this Mm. commercial break. When you get hold of the Nintendo Entertainment System, when you master Rob the Video Robot and meet the challenge of Gyromite, when you shoot the light-sensing Zapper, when you play the system with the most arcade hits, you're playing with power. The Nintendo Entertainment System. Now you're playing with power. And we're back. We have a few minutes left. One of the things that always haunts us after uh, one of these cruises is um, when people say the questions are too hard. And, you know, to some degree, they're meant to be. Yeah. So, I mean, this is the 80s cruise. We're not going to ask you stuff like, 
what star of the series family ties also featured in the Back to the Future series? You know, yeah. this is meant to be like, you know, graduate level trivia. Right, right. So, but but still, we decided to take four of the questions from this week that that pretty much nobody got. So we'll go through the questions, and then we'll give you the answers so that you can, if these come up in your life, you'll be ready, unlike every other human being on the 80s cruise. Right, right. Now, granted, I don't think I would have known the answers to these myself if I hadn't written them. So here we go. The last one I knew. Yeah. Well, of course you would, and you'll see why. (laughs) (laughs) Question number one that nobody pretty much got. Wendy and Lisa from The Revolution a.k.a. Prince and the Revolution, continued their musical partnership long after Purple Rain and even won an Emmy Award for the theme song to a popular Showtime series. This was a three-part question, which I don't think anybody got completely. Yeah. Um, You got one point for each one. It was hard. Only Jen with one M would have gotten this one right. What were the last names for Wendy and Lisa, and what was the Showtime series they won the Emmy for? You're thinking, you're thinking, you're thinking, and you've uh, given up. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, and I don't know. Okay, stop trying to figure it out. Stop Googling it, because you're not going to win anything. We're just going to go ahead and tell you. The answers were uh, Wendy Melvoin, Lisa Coleman, and the Showtime series was Nurse Jackie. Yeah. I might have gotten their last names right. I did not know about Nurse Jackie until I did some research, so... That would have been an offer. I would have not gotten any of those. Take the next one, Brad. Okay. Number two. Name the 1987 novel about Sean, Lauren, and Paul and their sexually crazed peers at a Bohemian New Hampshire college, a fictional Bohemian New Hampshire college. Right. Even though all New Hampshire colleges are Bohemian. And fictional. Um, <laughs> and we... We did. I think we did give the secondary clue that it was made into a movie, but not during the eighties. I think that was we called a verbal when the blank stares oh, uh, started yeah. turning into angry murmurs. I feel bad about this one. Uh, the answer was what, Brad? Uh, it's Brett Easton Ellis's "The Rules of Attraction." Right. Oh my God! There is much scorn aimed at us after that one. Number three was not entirely missed, but yet it's still obscure. And it's an audio clue, so pay attention. Name this TV theme song. thinking you're thinking we gave him some clues we said it was not like a movie about school it's a movie about adults i think we said did we not tv show yeah show yeah um it's a tv show about two detectives and the tv show was called cagney and lacy ding 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 yeah i was surprised because you'd figure any tv theme song people somebody in the room is going to get it yeah but i mean let's face it did you watch cagney and lacy uh, negative, or as we say on the cruise, no, 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 no. Okay, what was the uh, fourth question, Brad? So the fourth one, and I think this is just you know Brad having a blind spot. Um, Disney's Tron had fancy CGI graphics and a plot that barely made any sense. And I, actually, Steve, I can verify that because I watched it on the plane on the way home yesterday. <laughs> uh, what does Tron stand for? 
you know, I did actually study basic programming, so I should have known this. That being said, I never used this command. I thought that there would be at least one software developer in there that would know it. I really thought someone would know this. And this was the blank stare question of the whole cruise for me. Like people like, what are you talking about? And I think what we ended up doing because people, again, the angry murmur started, we're like, no, no, we'll give you a point for something. Don't worry. It's, it's good. You know, yeah. it's like, come up with a, come up with a good acronym. If, if you can't come up with the right answer, you know, it's better to be funny than to be right. Kind right. Of. So the real answer is it means trace on. Everyone knows that, yeah. obviously, because right. they all had computers at home and wrote basic programs. But I forget what the <laughs> I do too what the acronym was. But it's something something on Neptune. Yeah, and yeah. Like you win. I think they got two points for that. So everybody yeah. should have been happy. Anyway, it was a fantastic trip. At the very uh, final dinner that week, um, Brad surprised me by. Um, Doing the old clink, clinking of the glass with the with the fork, and, and not trying to smooch you. Although I was thinking about it, <laughs> yeah. And I think actually Beth in Turkey has a video of this, or, or somebody does. Yeah, um, kind of embarrassing gave, me there. You gave an amazing toast where you talked about um, the '80s family, you know, and being so thankful that you know we had this opportunity to be together. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing, and I, I can paraphrase it a little bit because it's kind of the the heart of it is something I've been thinking about a lot lately. Is when people ask us what the podcast is about, we say the podcast is about '80s pop culture, but really, what it what it really is about is it's about friends and it's about meeting people and it's about finding a way to connect with people. And you know, maybe it shouldn't have taken me four years to realize that, but it was evident on this cruise. It's just, and I'm so grateful to. Uh, to Steve and to 80s Nation for kind of the opportunity. These trips, really, they, they bring it all home. I mean, the idea is that, yes, there's something that brings us all together, and it's the 80s. Um, but once it brings us together, we stay together. And we met a, an amazing group of people this trip and people who approached us and talked to us and, and shook our hands and um, people that I'm still messaging with, like 10 minutes before we started the podcast, I'm still getting messages from you know, my new friend, Curtis Langclose, who he's actually, I think, in Orlando right now, but he, he lives up in Georgia. And we were still going over the our favorite memories. Yeah. But, but my favorite memories are, they all involve the 80s family. You know, not a concert. It's the togetherness. And here's something I figured out about Steve on this trip is... You know, Steve speaks very eloquently about these shows and about the dinners and the time together. If you look at him, he's the karate man of the concert. You know, the karate man bruises on the inside. And to watch Steve watch a concert, you would think he was watching someone do his taxes. Like he just he, he's sitting there just completely impassioned, blank face. And if, if you know him and when you talk to him later, you realize he's absorbing it all, but he's kind of internalizing it all. And then, you know, and you just, once you realize that, you're like, okay, he is having a good time. He just isn't, you know, it's not coming out. It's all just staying. It's all going in. I, well, yes and no. I, I cried like a baby like four times during Tom Bailey's set. So, I guess I missed that. I was <laughs> too busy crying like a baby. Yeah. Well, a lot of us were when, you know, when he sings, if you were here, or hold me now, and you think of those moments, you yeah, know, in your life when you heard that song for the first time, you know what it meant to you. It's it's really hard, you know. When Howard Jones sings, uh, you know, "Everlasting Love," I mean, I I lost it during that song, and that's not even a sad song. I just was, yeah, it just it's just me. all the, yeah, all the, and you don't know what's going to when it's going to strike yeah. you like that. 
Yeah, I can be, be cr- open I, to it. I can be karate man at times, but but there are times when it gets to me, and and I. Anyway, I hope a lot more of you can make it next year. We will make you part of our extended eighties family, because Brad and I and two thousand other fans this week found out that we are hopelessly and eternally stuck in the eighties. Stuck in the 80s is a class of 85 production. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for our theme music. And remember, this is only an exhibition, not a competition. Please, no wager. I'm not